You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domashevitz. Daniel's sad. He said, even though the Beavers won their football game and the Seahawks won today against the Cardinals to get even, and like, are they tied for the division lead? Probably. I don't know. (laughs) What's going on? What is going on? What is going on? What's what's going on? But, 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 but. He's also innings. winning his fantasy game today. Am, am I? Oh, because I'm playing you, right? me. Oh, I think I've got like Daniel 80 just, points. Daniel just always wins I've fantasy got like three now. Starters so. out. <laughs> oh, dude, your team is real bad. Yeah, well, it's missing three starters, oh, and I picked up one it? of my I Ooh. picked up one of my starting players today, literally yesterday. Mm. Uh, I made an excellent last-second decision to play Kenneth Walker the third instead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire <laughs> because Alaire had three point three points and Walker had many points. I guess that means that <laughs> I made a bad last-minute decision in my other league because I started Edwards-Alaire at the last second. Tough move there. Let's see. I'm playing Joe in the other league. How am I doing in that one? Ooh, not good. I'm sorry. I'm responsible for this. Yeah, I'm not doing. Let's good get it going one. with the two minute drill. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hurry up. Gotta hurry. Gotta hurry. Gotta hurry. Hey, two minute situation. Forty four seconds. Hand the ball around. Gun do right. Gun do right. Three jet Buckeye. Don't worry. Three. The two minute drill starts now. The scrimmage is brought to you by Oli Penn Real Estate and the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. I'm Daniel. He's Justin. That's Andrew. Andrew. Pax is here, too. The Seattle Mariners recorded roughly one hit per hour in their season-ending 18-inning loss to the Houston Astros on Saturday. Daniel is a six-hour game in which only one run is scored. Fun to watch. Oh, I'm not sure fun is the word for it. It's exciting. Exhilarating. Interesting. Interesting. Anxiety. Inducing. Inducing. Mm. Uh, I can only imagine what the fans there were feeling because every pitch, you're like, your stomach's tightening. You know, every pitch, you're like, eh. And then when the you, when the Mariners are in offense, you're like, huh? And then just oh. filled with disappointment. <laughs> Manager, Mariners manager Scott Service pinch ran Dylan Moore for Eugenio Suarez in the bottom of the ninth inning in a 0-0 tie. Justin, considering the game went on nine more innings, was this the right call? <laughs> We're playing the result here. Yeah. But no, it was not the right call. Like you, That just means you played a whole other ball game in which all you needed was one clutch hit and you took out one of the two or three guys on your roster who would be best at getting you one clutch hit. I kept getting to the point, this was a theme with my wife and I, I was like, hey, guess what just happened? Three guys got out, yeah, three guys got out. Hey, guess what just happened? Three guys got out, yeah, three guys got out. So you're watching every batter like, is it gonna end with this swing? And then, oh yeah, we get to the top of the lineup. Oh crap, it's Dylan Moore. Yeah, that didn't help. Presumptive Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez batted 217 and posted a 357 on base percentage with three doubles, a triple, two RSBI in his first five playoff games. Daniel, how would you assess Julio's inaugural playoff performance? Pretty darn good. And his career playoff performance is like a million times better than Mike Trout. Also, for those of you naysayers, Jared Kelnick also has more postseason hits than Mike Trout does. Whoa. Yeah. Career. <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Justin, now that the Mariners season officially is over, what should the team focus on to continue building this roster? Hitting. Because I don't ever want to watch an 18-inning game with zero runs and a record-breaking <laughs> amount of strikeouts again. Yeah. From both teams. They combined for that. And don't pitch run Dylan Moore for Eugenio Suarez. You know, usually I love that decision. Well, yeah, because it's usually at the end of the game. Playing the result here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry. I got lost. I don't even know where it is now. There you go. That hurt my throat somehow. You ever watching something and it glitches and it just it keeps the sound along with it? So it's just like, and one day I was walking down this drain. That's what that game was for nine innings. Yeah. It was just like, actually, for 17 innings. And, and somehow, I swear, every single inning, Alvarez was up. <laughs> they, were, they weren't getting anybody on base. They were going three up, three down, and every single inning, Alvarez was up. That's weird. I, it's it like was, a, they, like it was a suspicious. statistical anomaly. It was suspicious. Well, if anybody was going to cheat that way, it'd be cheating. the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that was an funny. all Mariners edition it of was. the two minute drill because I thought the most appropriate way to commemorate the season yep. would be just to focus that whole segment on them. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Uh, I can't take credit for this, but uh, somebody tweeted out that what needs to happen now is for a VHS tape of this season yes. recap needs to be sold at a hardware store near you. <laughs> <laughs> like a locally owned yeah. uh, hardware store. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, you know, my, oh my was in 95 and what do they call it? Sweet one sixteen or, or was it, you got to love these guys. I'm not sure, I but I, that was one of them. Yeah. Anyway, that's Seems appropriate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know that they, in those ones, they made it farther than this year. Even though with the 116 wins, they still didn't make it past the ALCS. Stupid Yankees. Yeah. They I at least made it to the almost ALCS. Almost as much as the Astros. Now there's yeah. a discussion. Well, Which I team should. <laughs> we that hate is, more. It is true. I think I used to hate the Yankees more, and now I hate the Astros more. I'm but that's I'm, like that's a recent development for me. It is. I yeah. think I'm getting there too, and it is recent, and it's not like. I think it has a big part of it has to do is that they're in the division now too. Like if the Astros were the same team, the same cheaters, the same everything, but in a different division, I think I would still hate the Yankees oh, yeah. more. I agree with you. But they're our rival now. Yeah. It's I, I feel and like they have that stupid stadium where stupid <laughs> pop outs are home runs and that stupid Crawford box. If I heard the Crawford box mentioned one more time, I was gonna throw Whatever I was was a headphone, I guess. Right? Whatever I was listening to the game on at the and moment. It sucks that JP Crawford is left-handed because all I want is for him to hit dingers there and for them to go JP hitting it into his own boxes. <laughs> Crawford to the Crawford box. But yeah. no, dang it, JP. There's a real missed opportunity there. Yeah, I know. I think though, you know they're practicing that call though. Oh yeah, <laughs> they got it. Goldsmith's got that one in the vault for sure. Goldie's ready. I think this series was really Seattle esque because they're Ugh. you're pretty much playing with house money here, right? Yeah, that's like true. so, you could lose the series and yeah. it wouldn't really hurt you because not only did you make the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, you made the real playoffs. Yeah, you got past the wild card round. So and trolls you- like me can't say you didn't make the real playoffs. Although trolls are now saying that the Mariners still haven't won a playoff game in the United States of America since 2001. <laughs> But the, hey, but the gives, thing is, that gives you, more you goals can, for next year. There you go. You can lose the series and it's okay. Yeah. But the way they lost those games really made it hurt in a way that it didn't have to. Right? Like if they would have gone out and lost five to two in the first game in just like a normal game, it would have been like, oh, that's Verlander. Dang what are you going to do? Dang. Oh, we scored two runs yeah. on Verlander. Yeah. But instead, instead they had to. Robbie <laughs> Ray. Ugh. And the other thing that stinks is since I already harped on Scott Service for the Dylan Moore thing, which who knows? I don't know. Maybe it was a good call. And I am playing the result. It's, but now we have a managerial game. decision in every game that was pivotal and yeah. made a difference. So it kind of sucks because then I think that's going to end up being a big part of the conversation this week. Wait, in every game you thought there was a managerial I mean, anytime you lose a close game, especially a game that you had just the trying lead to think, in, I'm just trying to think. There's of, usually going to be what a was game two, game, game one, and game three were so scarring that well, I forget. Right. get to see Swanson in game two. I think I'd have to think back on it, it because I'm forgetting. Two? Like you're forgetting. I remember the commentators mentioning it. Like, was it they thought he left Castillo in one batter too long, and somebody got a hit? So then if 
They lost four but to they, two. But then they ended up it ended up not mattering, I think, maybe is what it was. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm remembering a conversation that the commentators were having about how something could have well, gone. Well, the very decision poorly. to ever pitch to Alvarez. Yeah, is, that's a big one. I mean, that's one that gets second guessed if he makes a hit automatically it was the wrong decision to pitch to him. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm that, fully and guilty that, of that. And, but and, and the hard I part with the, that the it, one in game two, the home run in game two by Alvarez, I can't even say they're pitching to him because that ball was yeah. like a foot oh, no. outside. <laughs> like, not a foot, not a foot. But three he, was, he was exaggerating for dramatic effect. <laughs> it was I outside. I, I wanted to it. correct you. I think it was like two feet outside. Something ridiculously yeah. outside well, still. <laughs> didn't you send me a, a stat that that was the farthest ball outside he's ever hit out? Something like or that. Or anyone's ever hit yeah, out I don't know. in the playoffs in or the something like that. It was ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. Statcast era. All, all those, like, that's the highest exit velocity or furthest outside pitch or something. That's all since 2008. So, which that is was, still that was when they 14 years, there. but not wow. 114, whatever. Are we old? Yes. Yeah, we're old. Oh. Super old. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, super old. Um, oh. I'm so I'm more bummed too because I guess I knew that it was an outside chance going in, so I didn't get my hopes up too high. But we had tickets to an ALCS game, mm-hmm. and I told myself that if the Mariners ever get to the playoffs, I would find a way to get there. But life's different now than when I was 20 years old and when you told yourself that didn't have kids <laughs> and wasn't married. Now there's like budgets and stuff like that. I'm not living with my parents anymore. Yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm old now. You do have a son that's living with his parents, though. (laughs) Yeah, he should have been able to figure something (laughs) out. I know. Gosh. It's not like he has to pay rent. Get there. Jeez, get it done. (laughs) (laughs) So then that does shift the focus about what's going to happen next year. It feels obvious because they invested so much in getting the pitching rotation set with Ray and Castillo, and then you'll have Gilbert and Kirby. Maybe you bring somebody in to be a fifth starter. I'm not sure, but the priority has to be figuring out what positions you can upgrade bats. Yes. I mean, that's got to be the priority, right? But does this playoff run also leave you question marks about Robbie Ray? Like I know, there's nothing we can do about that. Though, right? (laughs) He can be the fourth best pitcher. He could. I'd want him to be at this point. I'd want him to be the fifth best pitcher. That's another. That's another. Maybe, but that's an overreaction. And here's another thing. I don't think this is an. This isn't a managerial decision. I think this is a management team decision. But go look at Chris Flexen's numbers against the Astros this year. Yeah, and he wasn't even with. He was exactly. Had was not catchers. Three catchers. Admittedly, Cal Raleigh had a broken thumb. Yeah, but you carry one backup catcher. Yeah. Like, why do you need three catchers? And Cal Raleigh never came out of the game. Well, no, because he's even a stud. in a sit, even in a exactly, but even in a situation where a pinch runner for him would have made sense, they didn't pinch run for him at the end of the game that's, in Toronto. That's true. Do they have a backup catcher that is faster than him? No, but you don't pinch run him with the catcher. You oh, pinch I got run you. somebody pinch, and, and then, then you, you put the catcher in. I got Mel. Okay. And then put the catcher in. And then put I the see. catcher in. I, I yeah. understand. I was like. <laughs> so so if they are that leery of ever taking him out, why do you have three catchers if in an 18 inning game you never take him out? To be fair, that was the the like last game i know i'm just so, saying but even in even i wonder late, if we would have seen him play game four yeah i i don't know but i have all to i'm saying is not. do you need three and to not have flexen who shoved against the astros I every time he pitched against him i agree with you there completely i don't like it but i also i don't know <laughs> so i mean one that's thing, one thing that's oh, one thing that's a small thing right yeah. oh no but, it's it's all small things because that was a successful season. Yeah, exactly. They played really hard. They overachieved. Mm-hmm. They they played better than they were predicted to. They did yeah. their best. They well, left it all out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Sean is going to punch you in the face. Is our show going to get... Sean's going to try to delete our show. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a buddy who said that is... And you know He's what? I agree show. with He's him. He's been on the show before. That's yeah. true. I agree with him. It's completely unacceptable when your team gets knocked out of the playoffs and somebody makes a post about it to go on and say, well, they did their best. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's the expectation. <laughs> to me, that's the expectation. Well, obviously. Like, yeah. I also don't like, and maybe I'm, I could be alone on this, I don't like... In the immediate aftermath, well, it was a good season. Like, yeah. let me sit in it for a little while. Exactly. And yeah. then we'll get there. Hey, people, <laughs> especially Americans, grieving is okay. It is okay to grieve things and process it. That is an okay thing with hard situations, including a season that doesn't finish how you want it to. I remember when somebody said... It's okay. We'll be back next year when the Seahawks threw an interception on the two yard line. You still had your head in your hands when that co- when that comment came out. Yeah, that happened. I was I was on the ground. What are you yeah. talking about? Remember, I was like crumpled up on the ground in yeah. a fetal position at your right. dad's house. Yes, just I re- like I recall. What is going on? And then to be fair to that person, it did take you like an hour to move. So if they had to wait that long, that would have been a lot. <laughs> I say they shouldn't have said it. That's the thing you say. That's the thing you say a few days later. Exactly. Especially with that situation. Yes, I agree. Yeah. You wait a couple days. You don't try and make me feel better immediately. You just say, yep, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Have a nacho. That would have been nice. I would have accepted. I might not have accepted. I should have accepted nachos. You should have, but you wouldn't have in that moment. I know. You're right. (laughs) Maybe I've grown now. Maybe if something happens like that now, I'll accept nachos. Probably true. This season (laughs) does feel a lot. And this is not, uh, this isn't an original thought that I had. Okay. I just agree with it. And a, a lot of people are thinking it, I think. This season does feel a lot like the 2012 Seahawks season, where mm. you, it was, it, oh, I like that. That was a crushing loss as a game in like, Atlanta. You had it. Yeah, and that's lost sucked. it. And it sucked so bad. Yeah. But was that on my birthday? Not- <laughs> that was my surprise party long. birthday. It did not take long for. The fans and I think the players too. Yeah. To start thinking, we're all coming back next. There, yeah. This team is going to be so good. Yeah, that's and, true. And that's kind of the feeling I have right now about the Mariners, where it's like that it that last series went about as as difficult and painful as possible. Yep. And yet, in the in the midst of all of that feeling, I'm going. How could they like they they can't get worse, can they? I mean, yeah, they they're going to get better. They're still like, going to be good, but they still need be better. They still need to add. Offense. Yes, they can't but just also, sit. And, they can't just stand the, pat and go into yes, next season with the same. Absolutely. Yeah. But on top of that, in the past, it would have been like, oh, they need to add a bat, and they're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, now they already spent on pitching, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Absolute top end pitching. Yep. Twice. Even even if we it was Robbie Ray was a strikeout and he's our fifth best rotation. Yeah. We've that we have the young guns that are Kirby was incredible. Yep. So Gilbert's really good. Hancock yeah. was supposed to be better than Kirby coming up through, so he, you don't and give up on him. him yet. Yeah. Chris Flexen is still a guy you have in your arsenal. Who was Boyd I'm, is a starter. Marco Gonzalez might not be here next year. What about Brash? Which is too bad. Brad Brash is a bullpen arm for the rest of his career. He or? might be just because he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. But next Mariano Rivera, it could he's be overrated. Yeah, that'd be a loser. I mean, that's saying he's going to be a loser. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I never said that Mariano was not the best at his position. Yes, right. yes, you're right. I'm just saying that he was a failed <laughs> starter. Yeah, and are yeah. we there yet with Matt Brash? Yeah. Is he a failed starter? No, because Mariano failed for like three years as a starter. And Matt Brash got like three or four starts. Yeah. I think it's interesting what you're saying, though, Daniel. He's been so good in relief that it makes me wonder if they'll even bother trying. Like, especially because they have so many other good starters. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I have Robbie Ray to the bullpen. uh, He can come in in the ninth inning when you need one out. He, stop! So, stop! Why? I don't know. Traditionally, a two-pitch pitcher would uh, be more 
more better in the bullpen than a, a multiple not, pitch pitcher, it, right? It's not that a two-pitch pitcher is better in the bullpen. It it's just generally it's generally you need more than two pitches to be a starter. Fair. Okay. Yeah, that's and, the thing. And credit to Robbie. He's now a three-pitch pitcher. I think he's got more than that. But Fair. whatever pitch he needed, he didn't have to pitch to Alvarez. And I think, you know what? The biggest problem I see with that whole decision wasn't necessarily thinking that Robbie Ray was your best option to get Alvarez out. The worst part about that decision was trying to get Alvarez out. I agree with that. Right? Like, yeah. that was the bad part about that decision was, and, let's try and get this guy out. It's like, the, no, 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 no. You're up by two runs. Two. Two runs. Not three, not four. Five is not the number you are supposed to count to. That is, is right out. out. What is this voice you Sorry. <laughs> I realized that I was doing a weird counting voice and I slipped into He's Monty Python. Okay. Monty Python. Gotcha. Three must be the number you are counting to. Okay. Not one, not two, not, not three, four, not and four. five is right out. You got the LeBron thing going on. Exactly. Not five. But walk him and then put in your best guy you have left to go after Bregman. And guess what? Though. And then guess what? Pitch around him. Yeah. Because you're up by two. So you can Dude, walk Bregman You can also. walk him. You can walk him and still be okay. So you I pitch around him <laughs> and then go after the next guy. I might have, have angrily texted that at, at uh, the Mike Salk show. Yeah. Or the Brock and Salk show the other day when they were like, but if you walk him, look, you've got Bregman up. And I was like, walk him Walk too. a run in. Exactly. Walk two. Exactly. It would have been okay. Are we playing the result again? (laughs) Yes, absolutely (laughs) in this case. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess so. But Alvarez is so good. If you just said the sentence, we brought in last year's Cy Young Award winner in the ninth inning to get one out in a lefty-on-lefty matchup. Like, take out all the other factors. Well, you also left out, you brought up Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. What about MVP to face the MVP runner-up this year? You gotta add that side into but it. He's just not just a le- one out, he's not just a left-handed hitter. Is he he's a Cy the- Young runner-up this year? No. Oh, yeah. that's, a, nah, so, that's yeah. another good point. Mm. Well, no, I get what I you're saying. saying. No, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But that wasn't the year he had this year. If he was, I shouldn't if, be defending that decision. It was horrible in every conceivable <laughs> way. It's a good conversation though because it is def. Defensible. I disagree with yeah. it. And I think, but I think it's important to remember that because there are definitely, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't really understand how modern bullpens work that are livid and think that Scott Service would, did horrible things. And it's like, it, there were no good answers there. The answer that was chosen was the wrong one, but it wasn't a slam dunk, whatever you did. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So the Mariners need to get some bats. They need to go sign yeah. Aaron Judge. The and thing then, is, wouldn't that be amazing? So if they got, that's yeah. the thing. We can still fantasize about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like until we can't anymore. Yeah. yeah. Who's all available this year? I mean, we There's know a Judge lot of shortstops. Uh, I know Trey Turner is available. Oh, I would love Trey Turner. Carlos Correa. Oh wait, no, he might have just signed a one-year. No, I, no, I think Carlos Correa is a free agent. So I'm really bummed that Shohei I signed because that's who I was hold, holding out for. And not only am I bummed for the Mariners, I'm bummed for Shohei. Yeah. What is he doing? For serious. Shohei's agent is an idiot. Did he sign a big extension? It was what? like a $30 million extension. I'm not sure if for like, one what year. Is, he doing? is it one year? It has to, to be. Disney. $30 million has to be Trade for him. I don't care. Get Shohei on your team, not only yeah. for Mariners' sake, but for Shohei's sake. That poor guy. His agent is horrible to get him back in L.A. Maybe the key is to get Mike Trout. Do they not see what happened to Mike Trout? <laughs> but didn't he want to play with Mike Trout? Yeah, he wanted so, to be there because so, of Mike Trout. And guess what? That didn't agent. work. That didn't work, Shohei. It did. Come He's play in the Mike come Trout. come play in the organization where Ichiro, your other hero, is still involved. You can hang out with Ichiro all day and hit dingers and throw shutouts. Oh my gosh. But. I I had forgotten that he was a pitcher at this. Like I I knew that, <laughs> but I had not thought about that as you were saying bringing him in. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Right. And Robbie Ray really would be fifth guy. He'd in the be the, exactly. He'd be the sixth starter. Robbie Ray would be down in AAA in case someone got hurt. 
That would be brutal. <laughs> Hanging out with Jared Kelenic. But that, hey, <laughs> that's the thing though. Maybe, like maybe. So they tried to bring in Jesse Winker, who by all the numbers was the best left fielder. Yeah. In the game at the moment. Yeah. And then they he was so bad they made up an injury for him so that they could bring Kelnick. That's up. that's like and completely the f- made up on your part though. Yeah, but he there, didn't he play in the there game had previously. Been some speculation that he was struggling with an injury though. Okay. For several weeks. Okay. But the Frazier thing is notable too. Like he he has been a good hitter his whole career yeah. and he came in and yep. batted like 240. Yeah, that was a struggle. Uh and most of the time he was under that. He actually got hot at a point to yeah. get it up to that range. He hit and well then in ca- the Toronto series. Though. And that's the thing. Is he kind of... Do you think his playoff series saved his Mariners career? Maybe. It saved him in my eyes. Like, yeah. if if Winker is the, is a starting outfielder at uh, like in spring training next year, I'm going to be frustrated. Yeah. If... If Frazier is a starting in the infield, I'm going to be skeptical, but I won't be automatically booing. Right. You know, like I won't be, I won't be specifically frustrated by that. I'll be like, oh man, I hope he, I mean, if maybe he can turn around. So, and Frazier's, I just looked, he's a free agent. So if you get Trey Turner... I'm sorry, Frazier. Move JP over just a second. Or? You move one of them because because Trey Turner's played everywhere. Mm-hmm. Trey Trey Turner is like the superest of all super utility guys because mm. he could play shortstop every day for you, but he also can play second. He can play outfield. Like Trey Turner's just amazing. So I think you could actually leave <laughs> Crawford at shortstop and Trey Turner. Just his slides alone just make me shudder and get chills sometimes. And that's using words that I'm just trying to keep it PG of how I'm gonna say you seem aroused. (laughs) (laughs) Trey Turner slides and Daniel's like Andrew gave a laugh that accompanies a a YouTube comment. Rob Burns says that Robbie Ray threw the holy hand grenade of Antioch to Alvarez. (laughs) Yes, and it was he forgot to pull the pin. Exactly, he did what? He threw a hand grenade of what? The holy hand grenade of Antioch. Go watch a movie. Okay, have you not seen? I, I'm not even telling you to read a book. Watch a movie. <laughs> Have you seen Monty Python, The Search for the Holy Grail? I started watching. I got bored. It's not that good. Your friend group loved it when they were teenagers. I'm surprised nobody forced you I to watch it. I had a lot of really dumb friends. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, let's see. My wife is wondering who invited Justin. Yeah. So you got Ty France at first. Pack said I could come. DH is another spot. You don't need Carlos Santana there. You don't need to try and platoon everybody. If Carlos Santana has a resurgence because of the band shift, do you want to keep him around? I'm not. My dad texted me enough Mariners go to Beavs. <laughs> Daniel was so. I don't so, think anything. I don't. The Beavers haven't done anything interesting. We're recently. in it's multiple. <laughs> we're in multiple group chats in which the Beavers came up over yeah. the weekend, and Daniel like. He didn't even care. Like he didn't even take a victory lap or anything. I was so depressed, and also we beat yeah. our fellow little brothers. <laughs> Little Buddo. <laughs> my, my assumption was that Daniel was still dealing with the Mariners. I and was. That was all that mattered. I was, and also I would have been upset had they lost to Wazoo this year in this matchup, because after what they did with USC, and then I just expect bigger things from them and so it was really hard when they lost utah anyway we're getting sidetracked here so did i where's trey is trey turner actually yes okay so he i that that would be my number one want i but that's just because he's one of my favorite players and then aaron judge um because you could also dh him like he would be an option like if you didn't want but also he's he's not a bad outfielder He's a fair. He's an okay outfielder. You're talking about Aaron Judge, or yeah? Tra- okay. Michael Brantley is also a free agent, I believe. I don't know Who's who that is. Michael Brantley is it? Michael uh, Brantley. Oh, yeah. I know yours. He's an old dude, though. Oh, is he? He's. I just know his name because he was yeah. on the Astros. Yeah, he's he's such a good hit. He's just like one of those. You remember how when the Mariners were really bad and they'd sign some old guy and everybody yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just a professional hitter. <laughs> That's Michael Brantley is one of the best okay. professional hitters mm. there is. Mm. Um, but yeah, Aaron Judge, 
Do you think it could happen? Could uh, it? Absolutely. Well, he, I know he wants to come to the West Coast. Well, I've heard that. I've heard he wants to come to the West Coast because he's from the West Coast. But I'm pretty sure California. he's from like California. Yeah. I was gonna say, when so why say would he, West Coast? They're not usually right talking now, about the PNW. Are, are the Dodgers? Wouldn't he just go to the Dodgers? Are the Dodgers looking for an outfielder? Uh, the Dodgers. I, I know don't, he's the best available outfielder. Was, in was, the, like the best that there is, not best best outfielder. I was I'm saying say, the Dodgers don't care. <laughs> they're like, fair. <laughs> we have Monet. We will spend. Fair. I guess I'm, I meant like, are they likely to go after a really high ticket outfielder? Well, now that the now that the National League has a DH, what's going on here? Andrew's trying spider... to catch a bug in front of his camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that there's a DH in the National League, I don't see why they wouldn't. Okay. Because um, there's that extra spot in the yeah. lineup. Yeah. So, I don't know. There are some other good outfielders. Do you bring back Mitch Hanniger? That's another discussion. I feel like is I'm going to need to take a free agent or does he have another year on his arbitration he, avoiding deal? He is, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. We have a chance to provide a qualifying offer mm-hmm. with him, I believe. Uh, but yeah, so there's some decisions to be made and there's some definitely some good players out there in free agency. But I think Eugenio solidified himself as a third baseman, right? Yeah. I think we all like him. We all Love like Ty France. Yeah. We like J.P. Crawford at either short or second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Julio, obviously in center. I think you got two outfield spots to play with if you want, and then you hopefully ho- Kyle Lewis will be back. Hopefully, hopefully either Kyle Lewis, uh, Kelnick, or Tremel work out at one of those outfield one of spots. Those, yeah, that's. I was going to say I, hopefully between those three, one of them is. But good. I think you only leave one spot open for those three guys. And then you just have them in your arsenal, you know, as like backup type dudes. I don't think you count on two of them to pan out. I think you count on maybe one of them to pan out. Yeah. And, and I feel like you have to keep open the idea that that one might be Kyle Lewis and he might be only really good at DH. DH and left. Yeah. I could see him as turning into like one of those left fielders. Well, if you DH him, then he won't get hurt as much. Yeah. That's another good point. Um, so I mean, second base still up in the air. Frazier's, I mean, so you need an infielder cause Frazier is a free agent. Um, and you don't, for all that I know, you don't have somebody in the minor leagues, like knocking down the door to come play infield. You have Raleigh at catcher. I mean, the dude was hitting cleanup for you in the playoffs. That shows how good he is. You're pitching. Maybe add another starter. It depends on what you do with Marco type deal or what you think with the next young crop of younger guys what's ty france's natural position first okay. i would say that he came up playing third and second and being known as a bad defender okay he moved to <laughs> yeah. first and became a gold glove defender got it which also shows you the difficulty of which positions are mm-hmm. he was a bad third and second baseman and became a gold glove caliber he hasn't won one yet but a gold glove caliber first baseman are so, you sure that that's not just his ability to like make friends with literally every single person <laughs> that gets to first base? <laughs> Could be. So what you're looking at is you have an outfield position, a second baseman or a shortstop, if that person is good enough to move JP to second, and a DH. Those are their three spots to upgrade at. Nelson Cruz is... 45 years old a million years old but we love him and he could play dh I probably i would be down with that just because i love the guy right and jd martinez is also out there at dh too so there's there's some big time names this Robinson year man Gano's available so i'm i just want to put out there that <laughs> it doesn't seem like service i just Hol, justin holland is the new gm yeah so it's it's Holland and service, but you know Depoto is going to have his fingers being, yeah, everywhere. He's, yes, he's over the top of it all. Uh, but I put it on the pole. It is doesn't Depoto seem gonna like have his fingers everywhere. It doesn't seem like they like a DH. That's that's true. They tend to like that role as a spot too. And yet they got out. They got Santana. They and did basically stuck him there. They did. But, but they got him when France was hurt. So and, and when their outfielder that they brought in wasn't play, like they yeah, that's it a good was, point. It was a mid-season adjustment for sure. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna try and do a deep dive to get more into the free agency for this year. I think we kind of strayed away from our 
grieving process a little bit more than I was hoping for. Uh, Are you with feeling this too optimistic? <laughs> well, you, when you brought up the 2012 Seahawks, it did get me a bit excited because that is kind of what this feels like, isn't it? it? It's a similar feeling. It feels like a beginning. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like, and it's it's exciting. Especially, so the Astros or the 49ers. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because didn't the Niners except, go to like except, three straight NFC championships yeah. before that? Except so, yeah. that it was it's like the 49ers, but if the 49ers also took cheap shots like the the uh, not the Steelers, the other team in that division. Not the Steelers? No. Steelers take cheap shots. Yeah, I James know. Harrison well, that, on their it, team. Is, but, ah. The Ravens? Yeah. Browns? No. no yeah, Bengals? Bengals. There we That's go. What I was thinking the Bengals. I'll just the name Bengals all of them. Cheap shotters? <laughs> well, remember they had Perfect. Yeah, they had Perfect. Oh, for, yeah. For, I'm not the sure Steelers if they had James Harrison. Like, I don't Yeah, you're right. No, uh, and the Ravens had Ray Lewis. That, like, that whole division. He was a literal murderer. Alleged. Alleged. I don't know why I'm defending him. I don't think but it was a legend. Say I a think legend. he literally no, admitted was... to being a part of it. And the Browns had Peyton Hillis. Yeah. He flipped Who... on his homies, I think, is what happened. Browns had, well, according to that one guy on ESPN, you need a fall guy. Chris Carter said that. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Carter. So we are going to do Stump Daniel. Yeah. And we're going to talk some Seahawks. But I think we did enough Mariners. We're going to. By the way, for, be... just for my dad, the Beavers yeah. did. Played really well against the Cougars this okay. week and got a big win. And I'm very excited about Dubs. it. And <laughs> they do have a good Less team excited. this year. They had a bad letdown against a good Utah team and mm-hmm. got kind of pasted after they had USC beat and just let them get away. So mm-hmm. the Beavers should be, by the end of the year, a ranked team. I don't think they will be because everybody hates the Pac-12 and just slobbers all over the SEC. But... That's but my opinion. College on that. football is bonkers this year. Alabama yeah. lost today, and I think oh, they lost to Tennessee. I think didn't, didn't Utah just beat USC today? Did yes. Utah? Take Utah beat yesterday. USC yesterday. yesterday. I think so. Yeah, high sc- high scoring game. Gotcha. And Oklahoma beat somebody good. Like I, there's been college football is a mess. Yeah. And I was talking so, to Peyton about that, my son, this morning, and he's like, "Well, I'm rooting for this, and I'm rooting for this," and I was like. Are you rooting for anything to happen or just chaos? Yeah. Oh, and he was like, chaos. Oh, like oh, oh, yeah. We're like on the same page. Yeah. So I think that Oregon State has a good chance to run the table for the rest of the year. I do realize that means beating Oregon at the end of the season. Easy. Oregon, Oregon looked, can dubs. suck it. Oregon Easy looked dubs. weak against WSU. But if they do, if they, they do, lost. they will have lost to number seven at the time, USC, and number 12, Utah, who then beat USC. And those will be their only two losses. So if they can take None care of business, them will be ranked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be true. But if that's the case, then I think the Beavers will have a good season. Stump uh, Daniel okay. on the other side of this break. Do you have a legal situation and need someone on your side? Let the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz be your advocate. If you've been the victim of medical malpractice, suffered a personal injury, or need representation with real estate law, small business law, or estate planning, let Jeff Domashevitz put his 30 plus years of experience to work for you. Call Jeff Domashevitz today at 360-612-3991 or visit domashevitzlaw.com. That's D-A-M-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z-L-A-W.com. The scrimmage is brought to you by Oli Penn Real Estate and the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. I am Justin Domashevitz, no relation. What's the A stand for? And Daniel Hargrove is here with me, as well as our trusty producer, Andrew Gross. And now, after that commercial, we have the segment that is brought to you by the law office yes. of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. It's called Stump Daniel, and it's my favorite part of the show. Serving questions up on a silver platter, where the points are made up and the rules don't matter. Time for Stump Daniel. Daniel, this week I thought to myself, self, oh, this is a very Daniel-centric list of polls. I really enjoyed the last two weeks, by the way. The mascots, even though last week was harder. It was so fun. High school mascots was really fun. I was talking to a friend of mine who listens to the show, and he said... I just know that everybody was listening, going, Bulldogs! Bulldogs! It's Bulldogs! Daniel, it's Bulldogs! Every time? Because yeah. everyone was Bulldogs? There was one in particular that this is a thing that I don't I don't know if everybody picks up on this at home, 
but I try really hard to manipulate the result. And there was a point where I was like, all right, a lot of this has been bulldogs. We were going from a two point question to a three point question. And I sidetracked you intentionally so that you would forget that it was bulldog bulldog and you wouldn't guess bulldog on the next one. You're a crafty bugger. Thank you. (laughs) That's how I'm best known. Justin Domashevitz. Crafty Crafty bugger. Uh, well, so Daniel, I thought I looked at these polls from last week, and I thought these are very Daniel centric. Let's see how well Shocker. Daniel knows our audience. Oh no! So Every today's one wasn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> one of them was me related, but we'll get to that. There are six polls, Daniel. Okay. I'm going to give you the poll, and you are going to try to guess the result. How well do you know our listeners? If you are within ten percent. You get one point. Okay. If you're within 20%, you get two points. If you're within 30% of the correct answer... Oh, I did that backwards. You did that backwards. I was like, this is getting easier. Three points for 10%. Okay. Two points for 20%. Okay. One point for 30%. Okay. Anything outside of 30% accurate, you get zero. All right. Six polls. Six of them. The first one. Trying to get to that beef zone. The first poll question was... (laughs) You didn't say there was one, but I'm going to take it. Should Daniel be canceled for accidentally calling Cleveland's baseball team by its former name? The options are yes or no, Daniel. Should Daniel be canceled for accidentally? Yeah. I'm going to say this is 65-35 in favor of me getting canceled. Well, you're wrong. In fact, Daniel, 60% of our audience said you should not be canceled. No, and with the 5%, I got myself just outside of a point, didn't I? Yes, you did. So you got, well, you got, you got one though, right? Because you said 60. <laughs> so said 65. You said 65. So 40% said yes, which means oh, okay. you're within the 30, so you get one point. Sorry, the oh, okay. point system is complicated. Okay, as and math is hard. I'm glad, I'm glad the point system but is complicated. don't worry, they're made up and they don't matter. But also, Daniel, I think it's comforting to know that our listeners thought you should not be canceled for calling that. the Cleveland baseball team by its previous I, name. I appreciate that, seeing as like I've heard national and yeah. regional broadcasters do it almost yeah. weekly. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Should Daniel be canceled <laughs> for oh. calling a pro baseball Wait. player fat? <laughs> Which is really a lot of deflection by me because I'm the one who brought up Alejandro Kirk and his round frame and short stubby arms. You weren't the one who brought it up. The broadcast wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> and then they you... were basically calling him a D and D guy who lives in his mom's basement the whole time. I said that. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Justin. <laughs> but still, they kept bringing it up like. Oh, can you believe? Oh, it's Tim Kirchin. Can you believe how weird baseball is that we have such a weird-looking athlete like Alejandro Kirk? Sorry. I'm glad you brought up Kirchin because that's going to come back soon. That was not my best Kirchin. Rob Burns says that Daniel Vogelbach resents this question. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, did our audience think you should be canceled for calling a pro baseball player fat? And if so, what percentage of them? No, they, they're going to side with me on this one. I'm going to go 70% no, 30% yes. You are correct. It's 64% no. Yes. And 36% yes. So, Daniel, you get three points for that. And Thank you, audience. Two times I offered the audience an, op- an option to cancel you, and both times they declined. <laughs> That's really well, disappointing. You didn't offer him just an opportunity to cancel me. You said for a specific reason. True. I think if you just said, hey, should Daniel be canceled? The numbers might flip a little bit. <laughs> that will be on the polls next week. <laughs> next should, poll, Daniel. Should Daniel be canceled? No reason. <laughs> this is based on something you said directly. Oh, no. That doesn't sound good. Did Daniel quote... Do a great Kirkchen over the weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what did our audience think, Daniel? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to go 70% no, 30% yes. You were correct that they said no, <sighs> but only 57% said no. Oh. So, better than you thought. Good. Also, you're within the 20% range, which means you get two points. You're up to six. 
Here we go. Three poll questions left. Do you miss the days when Daniel was terrible at fantasy football and Justin could make fun of him constantly? That is something that I was being nostalgic about last week. And yeah. I said, I miss it when Daniel stunk at fantasy football. Some would I say voted I'm yes on this. Some would say I'm still bad at fantasy football. I don't football. see how anyone could say that. Well... I'm not doing that great, guys. Well, you're in you're in the top half of both of our leagues, I and mean, in one of them, I mean, one I'm you in were second. in second behind me, I think, right? Oh, you're Am right. right? We're, well, we're both four and one going into yeah. this week. I think well, I I'm going to lose. Points in you, though. And I think I'm going to lose that and my matchup in that week. And then this is the intro all over again. Yep. <laughs> and then the other one, I'm fourth out of twelve, but I am winning. Yeah. So, and I think you're also leading the league in points scored. Not quite. So okay, what you were a couple weeks ago. What gotcha. percentage, Daniel, of our audience misses the days that you were terrible at fantasy football and I could make fun of you constantly? I'm going to say 80% <laughs> misses those days. 80-20. That's, that's pretty far off. Dang because it. this has never happened before. Well, 100% of our audience does miss the days when you were terrible at fantasy football. Well, I'm glad I went that high. But you're still within the 20%. Yeah. So you still get two points. I, oh, son of a gun. Sorry. So I got two points on that one. It's a wah wah and a bing, I think. <laughs> yeah. You threw me off. You're up to eight. Are you keeping track as well? Yes, I am also okay. keeping track. <laughs> you don't trust my scoring? I do, but I like to know for my own notes. <laughs> okay, now I've got two douche or no douche poll questions. <laughs> Should I sabotage the segment for a second? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so when I was at school at Washington State for douche. broadcasting. Definitely douche. Yeah. Uh... I went to school for news broadcasting, and they said at some point some of the older students, some of the seniors uh, who had been more involved with the news side of things, because I was a senior as well when I was doing the TV news. We had to produce it every day. I think I had to do it two or three times a week. Um, they said it happens once a semester. Don't be this guy. And they showed me the one from the last semester of somebody cracking up laughing on the show. Okay. While we were doing the news. No breaking. Yeah, no breaking. Don't be this guy, but it happens once a semester. Okay. And he was laughing during like some serious story about like a murder or a death or something. That's bad. I was doing the sports one day. And do you remember that pitcher for the Oakland A's? His name was Justin Dukeshire. <laughs> and the way it spelled was kind of ambiguous. So I was reading the sports, and I said, Justin Doucher on the mound through three solid innings. And all of a sudden, I look over, and I see the camera guys, like, shaking with laughter. And so I lose it. I'm just, like, start, like, twitching and laughing. And then I was like, all right, just, you know, cut it, get to the next story. The next story was a piece that I had written about dodgeball and i threw a ton of dodgeball quotes in it from the movie <laughs> sure do like pumpkins cotton and so i just lost it and i was just breaking down laughing so i was the guy that semester it's a bold strategy and we'll it was all because of you. justin doucher doucher yeah. yeah good story yeah sorry douche or no douche <laughs> guy who shortens jabroni to jabron Ooh. <laughs> douche or no douche who would do that I'm gonna go. This one's. This one, I think, uh, will split our audience. I think this is 50 50. You could not be more wrong. Oh. 100% of the audience said douche. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Which literally was you last week. <laughs> I just thought it was a good shortening. You jabron. <laughs> You're stuck at eight points. Dang it. I, I wonder what percentage. Of the audience assumed that Justin was the one shortening words. <laughs> That's a fair point. I do that a lot. <laughs> I, do, I do. Yeah. And sometimes I like to shorten them in a way that nobody else does. Like somebody would, some people would call a situation a sitch. Ooh, I call it a situation. Do, oh, that both of those are terrible. I hate people who do both of those things. We'll put that on next week's a poll. Situation. You know what so drives do you me root nuts? For the nurse. Speaking of shortening words, the nurse, the nurse. What's yeah, definitely. What that was the thing about? Joe Fan tried to start what a while ago. Call oh, the, the Mariners, the nurse. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Go nurse. You know in TV shows where they're always like GSW. That oh. is literally takes longer to say than gunshot wound because <laughs> you're adding 
I forgot that you're adding syllables. GSW instead of gunshot wound. Maybe it's a text. Uh, it, it is. It totally is. And I think that, that it actually happens in real life, but yeah. it frustrates me because... Because <laughs> it's longer. It's longer. <laughs> exactly. They're like, you're trying to shorten it. I'm like, by making it longer. Good job. Okay. Anyway. Last poll question. Okay. It's another douche or no douche, and it has a typo in it. <laughs> it was supposed to say, douche or no douche, rec league softball player who rubs his leg with his palm and says, my quad just isn't right today, guys. <laughs> I don't remember this coming up. But I actually put rec league softball player who rubs his leg with his palm and says, my quad just isn't guy today, guys. So, Daniel... Douche or no douche, and what percentage? <laughs> I'm gonna go 80% douche. <laughs> You're gonna get three points. 88% douche was the correct answer. Let's go! You're within 10%. You finished with 11 out of a possible 18. Definite Coog Zone. I'll take it. Nice. Take and that concludes Tump... Tump? Tump? That concludes Tump Annual, which is brought to you by the <laughs> law office of Jeffrey, Jeffrey. A. Damashevitz. By Jeffrey A. Amashevitz. <laughs> So we got, we're going to talk a little Seahawks, yeah, and we're going to wrap up this show. Yep. And then if you're on the YouTube channel and you don't care about anything we're doing now, we're going to take a quick break for Daniel to pee after we talk Seahawks, and then we're going to talk local That's sports, true. and we got lots of good stuff to discuss. So yes. hang tight. But real quick, Daniel, did you pay attention to the Seahawks game? Not as much as I wish I would have. Andrew, did you pay attention to the Seahawks game? I took a Not nap. as much as I would have liked to. I Justin, paid did attention <laughs> exactly as much as I would have liked to, which was very little. <laughs> but the Seahawks won. Okay. They are three and three. They are three and three. It, and Gino, while he didn't have his best day, still no picks. Has he thrown a? Has he thrown a pick this year? Has he thrown a pick this year? I think he might have thrown one, but I want to say it was like garbage time or like oh. desperation time. So that is the most impressive thing. Impressive thing I would say about Geno so far is when he came in and played last year. I think, and that was why I came into it with this year's opinion. Yeah, is because he did not look good last year. Yeah, you weren't alone. Or really, in the it wasn't like Daniel yeah. was the lone Smith hater. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure but, everyone is shocked outside of a handful of players. But you know what? Andrew, I brought this up last week. I'll bring it up again. Andrew said that normally I would be all over this storyline <laughs> of underdog Fair. guy from nowhere being awesome. And you know what? Good for Geno Smith. He did get sacked five times. That's your producer knowing you. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. He did get sacked five times, though. So that's a bit of a problem. Russell. Thankfully, Kenneth Walker... The third is the truth. New beast mode. He looks so good. Did you guys see that run? I think you texted me after that run. The 20 yard run that he was down in the backfield and then broke four tackles. Yeah. Yeah. That was filthy. Yeah. And then was it the next run where he was also down in the back and he didn't gain that many yards, but he got it like to a one yard or no gain. And then and at that point I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally what Beast Mood had. Beast Mood. Yeah. What Beast Beast Mode had to do. You remember how many runs he would have where he would break like five tackles just to get back to the line of scrimmage. But the fun thing about gee, I wish they had an offensive line. Sorry. Daniel threw something. The fun thing about Kenneth Walker was the touchdown run. Yeah. That was an outside run that was a hop, skip, and a jump, and a sprint to the sideline. Yeah. Like, he got to display the wheels there, too. Yeah. No, he looks real good. And I'm excited for him. I think Penny looked real good, too. But, dang, that just sucks for that guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, he's he's out for the season. Yeah. And he's a free agent next year. Yeah. So, I, so we'll probably have him back. Because yeah, he's been hurt probably. all the time, and we'll probably be the only people to give him a shot. Well, he and was why a, not? He was going to be a free agent this yeah. year, and the Seahawks signed him. Yeah, for a one-year deal. He signed kind of a prove-it deal and then gets hurt. The poor guy. Brutal. Just, ah, I hate that. Anyway, um, but Gino also looked good on the run today. Not only, he did lose a fumble, I'm just now seeing, but he had six carries for 48 yards, but also some of his movement in the backfield Looked pretty darn good escaping pressure. Did he lose a fumble or did he get it back? It said fu- it says fumble lost oh, on okay. Bleacher Report. Okay, gotcha. So you can blame Bleacher Report if that's wrong. Gotcha. Uh, our punter also apparently rushed for negative 10 yards and lost a fumble, which I'm pretty sure In turned the into end a touchdown. Zone. 
what the crap happened to our defense? They have been terrible, and all of a sudden this week they were amazing. Uh, I think they had six sacks. Diggs said that there were a lot of guys that were uh, angry, and it translated to good play. That was what he said at the podium. <laughs> six, six sacks. Yeah. That is awesome. Good to see Ryan Neal back playing well. I really like that guy. It sucks that Jamal Adams has just turned into basically the Rashad Penny that you wasted three draft picks on or however much they spent for him. two first-rounders? Something like that. But, man, that sucks for that guy. But I'm glad that Ryan Neal's getting his shot again. Brooks played well again. Uh, Cody Barton played middle linebacker and had two tackles. Hmm. Can we I know. bring back Joel DeBlanco, please? Let's have please? two middle linebackers, but one, one of, them of them sucks. sucks. Good strategy. Yeah, can we please, can we please bring Joel DeBlanco back? <laughs> we'll mention it every week till it happens. I know I'm a homer on this one. Or but, until you win the Super Bowl. But good Lord, he's not good. Yeah. Barton is not good. He's a good special teams guy. Leave him there. Oh, my goodness. Special teams. Speams. Oh. <laughs> uh, the other takeaway for this for me um getting outside of um that should be is and is again that a douche move <laughs> douche or no douche guy who combines special teams this with is beams. Kill, this year is killing my fantasy team right like even though i have kenneth walker on one of my teams my other team had penny my other team also has metcalf and lockett mm. well metcalf and lockett now have the best quarterback in the nfl not today not not today maybe not after today (laughs) they had so metcalf had seven targets through five weeks seven targets two receptions for 34 yards lockett had five targets two receptions for 17 yards why aren't they catching it? Brutal. I wasn't I watching. Cl- Honestly, I well, wasn't watching closely enough you know, to know if those were drops or they're throwing them into just the, impossible situations. There yeah. was at least two plays that Gino threw to DK that I was like, that's a force. Yeah. Like, I don't have anywhere to go. I'm going to throw it to my biggest, strongest guy. Yep. And there was a deep bomb into the end zone that he tried to lock it, which honestly looked a lot like the deep bombs that lock it catches, where he's got a guy kind of right behind him, and then the ball gets dropped right in his hands. Yeah. But it was a little underthrown, and the defender made a really good play. I, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with him attempting that throw. He yeah. needed to throw it a little deeper. You can definitely trust lock it. That's that where you miss Russ. Because yeah. he was always money on those throws specifically. Yeah. Well, yeah. G- Gino's hit those too this year. At least one deep one to lock it like that where he dropped it right in the bucket. You know, I'm wondering, like, is Gino showing kind of the systemic problem in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks? Yes. Which one? Before, okay, <laughs> really quick, before we get to that, my biggest takeaway from today's game is. What kind of what we've been saying a lot this year is Woolen is a stud. Yeah. Yep. What's his first name? I don't even know. It's Tariq. 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 Tariq Woolen is 6'4, 210, runs a freaking 427, 426, And that's real fast. He's also showing that the dude's got ball skills. Yeah. How in the world did he drop so far? <laughs> NFL scouts are morons. Also, morons. He was this the- insane. Yeah. It's more insane than that because he was recognized in college football as being the best cornerback on that team, and yet Sauce Gardner was... No, 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 no. You're you're mixing two guys up. Oh, no, you're right. I'm, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. I'm mixing him with Corbin. You're mixing him with Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant, which also it's, has been playing really Woolen, well. He forced the fumble that Woolen recovered. Woolen, it, is a, it was entirely lack of experience. The yeah, big thing, though, really, in that, those tools with what Andrew just did was, you know, he was serious. He picked up his microphone stand. He did. He <laughs> grabbed it and he caressed it and he held it in front of him. Well, Woolen is the guy who Andrew's going to his next jersey purchase is going to be Tariq Woolen. And maybe me, too, because I already have a Tyler Lockett and I'm still a Lockett guy. And 16 is like my new number. So Lockett guy. it works out. I'm a Lockett guy. Uh, but Woolen's amazing. The fact that he's showing that he has ball skills to go with four two six speed, as well as six four height and length, mm-hmm. it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And I might be getting off a little bit here, and I'm not sure if they have a young safety skills. to find. But they have a ton of good young corners. Woolen being at the top of that list, 
Diggs is a little older. How old is Diggs? Can some? I got it. Um, but is this? I don't want to call it Legion 2.0. I think you might need a different name because you don't want to have the same name. You want them to be their own people. But this group of DBs is really exciting. Quandre Diggs is 29. So he's a little older, football years-wise. Should have still a few more good years in him. But this DB group is really exciting, is it not? Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, those are my takeaways from the game. If you guys have nothing else to add... I don't. also had six sacks. Neal had one. Jefferson had one. Ford had one. Harris had one, which was good to see. Nuosu and Daryl Taylor each had one. Those are also good to see. Yeah. Do you want the details about Wolin? Yeah. He, so he went to the University of Texas at San Antonio. So a small school. Really small but school. But definitely and, better than Sauce Gardner. And then... <laughs> no. And then he became a starter at cornerback during his redshirt junior season, wow. playing receiver before that. And I don't think – oh, he started the first three games of his sophomore season at, at receiver. So he, he had two years of starting at a tiny school. But they he also played receiver. That. He also came in to play – the similarities abound. Yes. He also played receiver yes. before DB. Yeah. And he's fast, whereas uh, Richard Sherman was not fast. Richard Sherman was not fast. Richard Sherman was not fast, but he was smart. But Tariq Woolen is fast. Yeah. And hopefully smart. (laughs) But I I guess... Fast and smart. They both have good ball skills, though, because they both come from being receivers, and they both know... I think it comes with an instinctive thing, because you you guys know me. My biggest thing about playing corner is find the friggin' ball. Turn your head. Turn your head. Yeah. That's what receivers, guys who grew up playing receiver, are naturally inclined to do. That's what you do every play. The guys who have only grown up playing corner are not naturally inclined to turn and find the ball. And they miss so many interceptions because of that. Even if they're burned and maybe you would like them to be like, oh, just try and get back. Do you know how many times, especially in like high school football, the ball's underthrown most of the time. Turn your head and turn into a receiver, gosh darn it. Not when Jaden McElravey throws it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do think that there's a lot. I think you're onto something there because there's a lot of cornerbacks in college that like they probably didn't play cornerback their whole life, but they probably played running back. Yeah. Linebacker. Quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Because they, they were probably the best athlete at their high school. Or, yeah, exactly. Because they're going, <laughs> they're going to play in college. Yeah. That's a good point. Anyway, and they're not receiving. Do should we take a second? It's been kind of a longer first half of the pod as it is. Should we take a second on my just real quick thought that quarterbacks are really hard position and expecting rookies to all of a sudden be great or they're a bust is really stupid. And is Geno Smith kind of the case study for that? I think he had 4 years. He's and also an argument. Did he have 4 years I'll as look a starter? Yeah, but up. hold up. But also the, with the, the pressure of, and what, a crappy team. What you're saying too, though, the art like the argument isn't you should give them a lot of years. The argument is they shouldn't start exactly as a, as a rookie. Exactly, they shouldn't start. I mean, Mahomes didn't start as a rookie. He did not, and that worked out really well for him. And maybe even, pretty well. And he threw a pick to end the game tonight, yeah. so it wasn't all roses. Did they lose <laughs> to Buffalo? They did. Nice. So Gino started. All 16 games his rookie year. He started 13 games his second year. Is that when year. he got his jaw broken? I don't know. He started 13 games his second year, and then he only started one game over the next two years with the Jets. Yep, that yeah. was when he got his jaw broken. So I think Andrew's distinction there makes a lot of sense. It's not that you should give him more time as a starter. It's that you should give him more time before they're a starter. Especially if you're drafting a guy pretty high, your team sucks. So you're like, hey, you're brand new to the toughest position in the world in the hardest league ever. You're also playing for a really crappy team. Go prove that you're amazing. We don't have any offensive linemen to protect you, but don't worry. Harder football league, NFL or Premier League? (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. Harder, like more tough? Harder. 
or more difficult? Harder. Because tough, definitely NFL, because I've watched Premier League, and those dudes <laughs> roll around on the ground when somebody licks their neck. So Why would someone <laughs> lick their neck? They're, so- <laughs> they're soccer players. How they I've roll. seen weird crap happen on the soccer field, dude. <laughs> neck licking? Nicking? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely needed a short Put name. it on the poll. Do soccer players lick necks? Anyway. No, no. Do they nick? Do they nick? Do soccer players nick? Do or, soccer or, players nick? Anyway, that's a thought that I think should be reinforced, and seeing what Gino's doing, I think should reinforce that. And I think that's why the Chiefs nailed it so well. I mean, they had Alex Smith, and they're like, "Hey, we know you're our guy of the future, but you don't have to start yet." Some teams do that, like especially with guys that aren't the guys that aren't picked in the first round. It's like if you pick somebody and he's going to be your franchise guy, the pressure hits so fast to put yeah. him in right away. Yeah. But like Gino was a second round pick, I think. Yeah. So there shouldn't have been that pressure to get him on the field right away. Exactly. Steve Young. Steve Young I mean, sat behind Joe Montana. It's happening right now with Sam Howell. In Washington, sitting behind Carson Wentz. <laughs> exactly. Fifth round pick. Exactly. He'll be the starter. Give it time. Russell Wilson Go wasn't heels. expected to be the starter. He just turned out to be better than poopy poop, butt butt soup. He and didn't have Flynn. a soggy elbow. Exactly. Elbow. All right. Are we done with, with the that? First? <laughs> when Justin starts abbreviating everything, I think it's time to get to the next part of the show. So... For my co-host, Justin, the crafty bugger, Damashevitz. And Daniel barely cares about the beavers, Hargrove. Hey! I resent that. And our producer, <laughs> Andrew. Go Cougs. Gross. You've been listening to the scrimmage. I like it. Five-minute break. We'll be right back. 